Hebrews 10 and 39. But we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but we are those who have faith and are saved. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by it, our ancestors won God's approval. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away. And so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, as I share it this morning, I thank you that you are able to to deliver it and translate it to every heart as we have need. I thank you for the word that brings forth faith in us, that faith comes by hearing and hearing your word, that we can see you more clearly. We can see the hope that you have given us in this life more solidly. And Lord, we can follow you more closely. I thank you that as we incline our ear to what you would say, you bless us and keep us, make your face to shine upon us and give us peace in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we've been talking about Hebrews 11, living by faith, living by faith. And it takes us into what is known as the hall of faith, where we go into all these individuals that we read about in Scripture, calling back, especially to the Old Testament. And we've been learning more about what faith is. And one way that I define faith is that it's a divinely imparted ability from God to you. So that you can see, so that you can trust, so that you can endure with confidence and so that you can truly and fully be alive with and to him. And as we go through these stories, we're learning from their faith all the way back again, even in the book of Genesis that applies to our life here in 2023 so that our faith will be strengthened. And that we learn more about him and more about ourselves. And today we're going to talk about Abraham. Noah was last week. Today, Abraham. And we saw him there in verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise. 
living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Now, who is Abraham? Abraham is one of the most widely known and longest discussed figures in the world, not just in the Bible, but in the world. And we have to go all the way back to the book of Genesis to read more about his story and this call that we see referenced in Hebrews 11. So we're going to turn to Genesis chapter 12. And in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, it said, The Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran and set out for the land of Canaan. The book of Genesis, the word Genesis means beginnings. And we've seen some beginnings already, hadn't we? We saw the beginning of the world. We saw the beginning of mankind. We saw the flood followed by a new beginning. And then we see the beginning here with the call of Abram of a chosen nation. And even in the beginning of the book, you know, the Old Testament gets kind of a tough rap for being really, really rigid, really tough. But we see God's grace all the way through it. Like we quoted in Romans last week, it said, consider the goodness and the severity of God. And we see both in the book of Genesis. And it's by faith that we see the grace in there because faith is the only thing that can believe in grace. You and your natural mind can understand judgment You and your natural mind can understand punishment, but faith is the only thing that is able, powerful enough to believe in grace. We're going to learn a little bit about grace in the life of Abraham and in his call. We see his call here. I want to back up just a couple of verses so you can see where he's coming from. Verse 27 in chapter 11, it says, these are the family records of Terah. That's Abram's daddy. He fathered Abraham, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in his native land in Ur of the Chaldeans during his father Terah's lifetime. Abram and Nahor took wives. Abram, his wife's name, Sarah, and Nahor's wife named Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. You know them. Sarah was unable to conceive. She did not have a child. She did not have a child. So we see his daddy, we see his wife there, Sarah, unable to conceive, had no children. Abram or Abraham, you'll see, you'll hear me call him both. He started out as Abram. God changed his name to Abraham. We don't have time to get into that today. But same guy. If I say it, it's the same guy. His daddy's name 
was Terah. Abraham was 10 generations from Noah. Talked about Noah last week with the ark. 10 generations down from Noah. And scripture tells us, specifically in the book of Joshua, that Abram and his family weren't believers in God. Said they lived out across the river and they worshiped foreign or other gods. He wasn't a follower of Yahweh. He lived in the lands of those who worshiped the moon and the stars. And he was living in his father's house in Terah's house with his wife who was unable to conceive, who had no children. This is the who that God called. And this is where he was when God called him. And we read that in chapter 12. God called him and in his call there were three commands. He said, go out from your land, your relatives and your father's house. Three commands in that call. Go out of those three things. Your land, your relatives, and your father's house. And in that following was promised three blessings. I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. I will bless you. When he says, I will make you a great nation, that's that idea of a homeland. I will make you a homeland. It's this idea also of many offspring, many descendants. He said, I will make you a great nation. That's what God said to Abram, he said, I will make your name great. People will know and they will respect you, but it's going to be something that I did. And he said, I will bless you. I will replace any loss by leaving your father's house, your kin. I will care for you. He called him out. One translation where it says, go out, it translates it, get thee out. Get thee out from your father's land. Get thee out from amongst your relatives. Get thee out from your father's house. Get thee out and do what? Go to the land that I will show you. He's separating him from everything he came from, everything he had ever known. Now we saw last week with Noah, God warned him. God spoke to him. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. He heard that and faith Came. Abram, we see God tell him, get thee out. Go out from where you are to the land that I will show you. Noah last week exhibited or was a type of deliverance from divine judgment or salvation from divine judgment. Abraham this week shows us a little bit more about sanctification. Follow me in faith to the land that I will show you. Leave the old life behind and by faith step into the new life that I've made available to you. Life with me. Life in God by faith. What was Abraham being called out of? His father's house. The land of your family. Come out from your relatives he, he was being called away from any inheritance that he would have had, any support that they could have provided, being called away from his family, including their ways and the gods that they worshiped who were not the one true God. He was being called out of his father's house, which I got to think would have implied some safety, some calmness. Some stability. 
He was being called out of all of those things. God was essentially telling him, stop being a part of that family. Stop being a part of that land. Stop being a part of that household. And what's he being called into? A new father's house. Out of one and into another. And again, he's being called to leave behind all the stability that would have come from staying in his daddy's house. All of the safety that would have come from staying in his daddy's house. All of the security that would have come from staying in his daddy's house. Being called out of that, which would have required exceptional dependence, complete and total obedience to the one who was making the call. Come out from what you know into what I will show you, but that you don't yet know. In the call of Abram, God is saying, who was it that you did belong to? Who did you look to for help? On whom did you depend? You don't belong to them anymore. Leave that behind and follow me. Leave that behind and follow me. Leave, leave this house and enter into my house. Leave this land and enter into my land. Leave this family and become my family. And it said in Hebrews that by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, even though he did not know where it was that he was going. He believed that God knew better. He believed that God knew better and he left the direction of his life in the hands of the Lord, obeying. And it's pretty important part, even though he did not know where it was he was going. He just knew who it was he was going with. He didn't know what it was going to look like. God had told him, I will lead you into the land that then I will show you. He didn't show him before he left. And that's faith. Faith doesn't have to have a full understanding before we heed God's call. Faith doesn't have to have full understanding before we are obedient to what he has commanded us to do because faith already believes that the one who has given the command is faithful. That the one who has given the call tells the truth that he is good and honest and holy and just. This will help you. His commands are accompanied by promises, not explanations. His commands are accompanied by promises. I command you to do this and then I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will make you a great nation. He doesn't go into telling Abraham, come out from here and now let me explain to you why. Come out, come out from there and I'm going to give you all the details why this is what I'm calling you to do. That's not what he says. He says, go out and then I will show you. And we in 2023, we go, is that it? You're not going to say anything else. 
You're not going to give me any more details about it. God, I kind of want to know where I'm going, what it's going to look like when I get there. If you overthink things like I do, you want to know all of those things. But God said, come out from where you are with me into the land that I will show you. But you haven't seen yet. And thank God that he doesn't give us those explanations, that he doesn't tell us ahead of time. Because even just for Abraham, I have to think that if God showed him everything in detail that he was going to walk through, walk in, deal with, come up against, have to handle, have to take care of, he might not have gone. He might not have gone. He might have been overwhelmed. Can you imagine if we got, if you've been walking with the Lord for a little while, if you went back to the beginning, if he downloaded everything and showed you everything and how it was going to play out and what was going to happen and who was going to hurt you and what you were going to walk through and what you were going to have to deal with and what you were going to come up against. Do you think you would have still stepped out? You would have been like, I can't handle all of that. I can't deal with that. But see, you 20 years ago wasn't having to deal with it. You just had to deal with that first step. You just had to take that first step. He went out, even though he didn't know where he was going. He went by faith. Not faith in where he was going, but faith in the God that had called him to go there. Here's a theory I have about Abraham. If you read in the book of Acts, the sermon of Stephen, we talked about this on Wednesday night. We mentioned it, mentioned that it had a little nugget in there about Abraham. When Stephen was talking about Abraham in his sermon there in Acts 7, he said that the God of glory appeared to Father Abraham. The God of glory. See, when it says God called Abraham, he didn't just hear like a still small voice in his heart. It wasn't just, you know, I feel like I ought to go out from where I am to where I haven't been before. It was not like that. That's not the way that it's described. It is the God of glory appeared to him, called him by his name and told him what to do. Now, that's got to be a pretty marking experience. And so I have to believe that Abram, when he faced that, he's telling me to do something I've never thought I could even ever do before. Why would I go out from my father's house, my father's land, all my relatives? Why would I, why would I do that? Why would I leave all of this? But I have to believe that he thought to himself, I cannot conceive of anything higher than the one who has just called me. I cannot conceive of anything higher. I don't know what land he's going to show me. I can't see the end from the beginning, but why, why, why would I stay here when I can go with him? Why would I stay here when I can go with him, when I can be part of what he's doing? Why would I want to be part of anything else? And you've seen that you haven't had, you know, maybe where the sky opened and the God of glory came down. But by faith from your heart, you have seen who he is. That's why you're here today, because you said to yourself, I cannot conceive of walking a life with anybody other than him. I've seen, I haven't seen all that he is. I haven't seen anywhere close to all that he is, but I can't conceive of doing anything else but walking with him. I, don't, I haven't seen the end of it. I can't even imagine, fathom the end of it, life with him. But why, why, why would I do anything else when I could go with him? Here's a really important point. 
God didn't call Abraham to immediate comfort. He actually called him out of immediate comfort. He was a 70-something-year-old man still living in his daddy's house. It must have been pretty comfortable there. It must have been going all right for Abram at his daddy's house. God did not call him to immediate comfort. He didn't say, come on out of there. I'm going to set you down to something that's going to be so much easier and so much better. The beds are going to be softer. The grapes are going to taste better. It's going to be much more awesome when you get to this land. He didn't call him to immediate comfort. What he called him to was out of immediate comfort through, if we were to read the story, some pretty significant difficulties. Some pretty significant difficulties and called him into the role of comforter for others. He could have stayed where he was and stayed comfortable, but God called him out of that into difficulty and he became a comforter for others and led him into ultimately more significance than he would have ever known if he stayed in his father's house and obviously eternal rest. Now watch that. He did not call him into immediate comfort. He called him out of immediate comfort through difficulty to be a comforter for others. In you, all the peoples of the world will be blessed. But it was through difficulty. His walk with the Lord wasn't all roses and cupcakes. There was a lot of difficulty, but God was with him in it enabled him to comfort others and eventually led him to eternal rest. Abraham encountered famine, tyranny, powerful people trying to take what belonged to him, trying to take his wife away from him. He encountered war. You read in Genesis 14 about the war of the nine kings. He had to fight in war. On and on, difficulty, not ease. God wasn't calling him to an easy life, but a life that would be significant. He wasn't calling him to a life that was easy, but a life that would matter. You will be a blessing. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And we can see a little bit of ourselves in there, can't we? He's called us. This Christian life that you have begun to walk, that you have been walking is not. It has plenty of difficulty in it. Plenty of difficulty in it, but it is a life that is going to have more significance for you and for those around you than you could have ever had on your own. Your life, when you get to the end of it, we talked about Enoch, he walked with the Lord and he was not. By the time you get to the end of it, you walk this life in Christ. You have made a difference in the lives of people around you. And that's what Abram was called into, what he walked in and what he did. And we see that when we're led by the Spirit. The Spirit doesn't always lead me into easy situations. He doesn't always lead me into happy situations. Sometimes He leads me into places where people are grieving, mourning, afraid, concerned. They need help. And that's difficult. That is difficult. When we're led by the Spirit, this came up in my heart uh, a few weeks ago, thinking on leadership. 
whether it's us leading people, whether it's the spirit leading us. Leadership isn't taking people where they want to go. That's what Uber does. Leadership isn't taking people where they want to go. It's taking people through the difficulty that they would rather avoid so that on the other side of it, they can be who it actually is they always wanted to be. They can be where they've always wanted to be. Some of that came from having heard uh, old football coach Tom Landry, old Dallas Cowboys football coach. He said, what I do is I take grown men and I make them do the things they don't want to do, which would have been what? Eat right, sleep right, exercise, you know, practice, practice, practice. I take grown men and I make them do things that they don't want to do so that they can become the men that they actually want to be. Because if we're honest, if we only do the things we want to do, then we don't end up like we want to be. And that was the call of Abraham, he's like, I'm calling you out of the things you want to do. Just stay at dad's house. Let him take care of everything. Let, let him, you know, keep you safe. Let, let all that happen for you. Come out of what you think you want to do. And I'm going to walk you through the things that you didn't think you'd be able to do outside of God. So that at the end of it, you can be somebody you always wanted to be. And that's how the spirit leads us. Just like God called Abraham, he has called us out of the family that we were a part of, right? Said we were uh, the sons of disobedience. That's who we belong. We were sons of our father, the devil, is how we were referred to before Christ. We were called out of the family that we were a part of, out of the land that we lived in. And away from the gods that we had worshipped instead of him into the land that he is showing us this life in Christ. And while we do find comfort in Christ, we also find this walk to be difficult. It's so difficult, in fact, that you could never do it by yourself. You can only do it with and through him. We aren't called to a life of ease or one without difficulty. We follow him through the difficulty and through the things that we in our own self and in our own uh, affections that he's still sanctifying that we would rather avoid. We follow him through that so that we can be a comfort and a blessing to others and have a life of significance that we couldn't have imagined before. A life that matters and a life that will ultimately lead us to eternal rest at home with him, the home that he has made, that he has prepared for us and that he is showing us as he leads us into it. As we look back at what Hebrews said about Abraham. Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. And set out for a place he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise. Living in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. It said he lived in tents as a foreigner, means had no, he didn't claim citizenship in the land that he lived in, why his citizenship was somewhere else. His citizenship was in 
the kingdom. And then it tells us that so his kids did the same thing, that he left a legacy for them to follow him in the life of faith. He was looking forward to a city, a city that is not of this world, whose builder and architect is God. It said that he lived in tents, which gives us the impression that you're just passing through. I'm not going to be here very long. And it's interesting that in the New Testament, Peter, Paul, refer to this body that we live in as a tent. This earthly tent. This fleshly tent. Why? Because I'm just passing through here. I live in this, but I'm passing through, looking forward to the city whose builder and architect is God. But I'm following him in this tent to the land that he's going to show me that I've not yet seen. I want to share with you one last thing about Abraham. One last note for today. You'll see if you read Hebrews 11, there's more about Abraham. Everybody talks a lot about Abraham. But one last note for us for today. It said, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, he obeyed. Now, do you remember the three commands that were part of his call? Leave your country, leave your relatives, and leave your father's house. Do you remember who it said went with him? His nephew. (laughs) He took his nephew with him. Leave your relatives. Got you. Come on, bud. Take my nephew with me. He couldn't leave nephew behind. Had to take nephew with him. It said, leave your father's house. He didn't leave his daddy. You go back to the book of Acts. You'll see that he didn't leave until after his daddy died. He waited until his daddy died before he left. And so I'm trying to tell you is when we're looking at this life of faith, this walk of faith, when we are walking that out, we want to remember that Abraham did not obey perfectly. He failed a lot. I mean, I just gave you three He had three commands. I think he failed at two of them. Failed at two of them. And if we read on, when he ran into famine, he didn't trust God. He ran off to Egypt. Almost got his wife took. And then told her to lie. And he lied. Because he wasn't doing what God had told him to do. So he failed again. There were things that he did that he shouldn't have done as he was walking it out. But when we get all the way over here, To the end of the New Testament and it's reflecting back on the life of Abraham. What was the report? He obeyed. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, he obeyed. There's no mention of his failure, only his obedience. No mention of his failure, only his obedience. And I believe that that is a sign of grace experienced through faith. And it's going to be the same thing for us. See, we get we get frozen in this walk because we're scared we're going to make a misstep because we don't have all of the information right in front of us all the time. We don't know how to make those decisions without everything lining up. And sometimes we step out and sometimes we step we we misstep. 
And we step off. And sometimes, like Abram, we step off in a hole. And it causes us issue. But here's what I'm telling you. There's grace for you in your walk. Not for you to abuse, but for you to be a glad recipient of. For you to get back up out of that hole that you fell off into and get back on the track that he's put us on and keep moving forward. Because at the end of the story, his account of it isn't going to be, whoo, you should have seen Stephen. He was trying to obey, but he keep, I gave him three commands and he failed at two of them. He didn't lead off with that. He said, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out. Because even the review of his life was through the lens of grace. And his failures were covered by the grace of the God that had called him. And that same grace is extended to us. And I want to read it to you in uh, 1 Peter. You don't have to turn there. It's just one verse. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. Now you've received mercy. That's at the end of the passage that talks about you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession so that you may proclaim his praises. The praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Abraham was called to leave everything that he had known behind. And that's what we're called to in Christ. Our trust in everything else. My old life of sin, my old life of rebellion against God, my old life of doing things my own way. He's called me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I was not a people. Abraham was not a believer. He had no heritage. He had no promise. He had no covenant. And the God of glory appeared to him and said, come out from where you are into the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. I will bless you. I will replace everything that you think you would lose by leaving this life behind. And you will be a blessing to others. And I will through you bless all the nations of the world. We're called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We were not a people. Abram was not a people. We'll keep, we'll keep on looking at it. Again, they, they had no children. God called an, an older man and a woman who had no children and said, I'm going to start for myself a nation and I'm going to do it like this so that nobody else can take credit for it. He didn't take somebody that was winning. He didn't take somebody that had had a whole family already, that everything was headed in the right direction. He took a guy that was still stuck at his dad's house. And he made him a great nation. One of the people, again, one of the most talked about people in the world is Abraham. Because of all that has been connected out of that and all the people who try to lay claim to him. God called him out from where he was into a new land that he would show him. And that's what he's done for us. He's called us out of the darkness and into the light. 
And we're not going to obey perfectly. We want to try, but we're not going to obey perfectly. And we need to know there's grace for that. Grace for us, just like there was for Abraham. We need to know it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be significant. It's going to matter and it's going to make a difference. He is going to use you to bless others in the name of Jesus Christ. And for that family that began right back there in Genesis 12, that continued to grow until this day and continues to grow even still as he calls us from where we were to where we've always wanted to be. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the call of Abraham that we can hear in our own ears today. Lord, to come out, to come out from that life of rebellion against you, the worship of other gods, seeking after things that aren't you, expecting them to do for us what only you can do. To come out from that dependence on anything else to complete and total dependence on you, not not seeing from the first where it is that you're taking us, but knowing that you are faithful and you are good and you are kind and that you are leading us not to a life of always easy, God, but to a life that if you're there with us, it's always worth it. You didn't give him an explanation when you gave him a command. You gave him a promise that you would be with him, that you would bless him. And that you would make him a great nation. You carried the weight. All you asked him to do was obey and follow. And that's the same call you have for us today. To step away from life on our own and step into life with you. And I thank you that you've called us to walk with you. You've not called us to do it alone. You've given us the body of Christ. Believers to walk with us. To strengthen us and to encourage us. The family that we weren't born into. But the family that you called us into. We can't conceive of anything higher than you. We can't conceive of anything, anyone better than you, more faithful, more loving, more true, more kind. Why, why, why would we walk with anybody else but you? Even if it's difficult from times, we'll walk with you because we know that it's it's much more worth it for us to be with you and in your house. Father, as we get ready to go today, I thank you that we leave in peace and unity together with one another. Lord, I pray over those that aren't here with us today, some sick in their body. I thank you that you heal them and strengthen them, return them to strength in Jesus' name. Lord, those that are traveling, keep them safe and bring them safely back to us. Those who are working, I thank you that they do so to your glory as as unto you. And I thank you that you bless them in it. Lord, we pray for our sister. We pray for Sister Doris. As her mom has recently crossed over into the homeland that Abraham looked forward to. Not of this world, but one, a city whose builder and architect is God. I thank you that you have restored her. And I thank you that she is finding complete and total rest and clarity in your presence. And God, I pray for her family. Lord, we're never ready to to see our mom or our dad go on ahead of us. And I thank you that you comfort Sister Doris as only you can, her and her family. And Lord, mobilize us to encourage and to build them up during this time. I thank you that you'll draw them together and that peace will rule the day. And I thank you that we can together see that you have made good on your promise to another saint. And you've saved them to the uttermost. 
who put their faith in you. We thank you for your goodness as we go into this week, that we do so with you in mind, understanding that death is the end of all of us and the living can still take it to heart. And I thank you for this life of faith that you have called us into. We wouldn't want to do anything else. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.